is Weekly Weed News with Keith Preston from April 1st, 2018. In this week's Weed News, we go to California, D.C., Vermont, and more. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Keith Preston, and welcome to another episode of Weekly Weed News 2.0, the podcast. Yeah, that's what's up. So, this week's episode is brought to you by the good people at I Love Growing Marijuana.com. And uh, thanks to them, you can download your free copy of the I Love Growing Marijuana.com Grow Bible um, from the description below. And um, the episode is also brought to you by the Keith Preston's Time Tested Edibles Cookbook Series. That is available on Amazon.com and on KeithPreston.com as well. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, Mr. Gohard, and everybody at Countless Racks Records, as well as everybody at LMR Production Exclusive. So let me light this here joint, and let's get to this week's top stories. You dig? Word. So, this week we begin in the great state of California, where a new study conducted by the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla is suggesting that we could be a viable weapon against alcoholism, cocaine, and even the opioid crisis. In their recent experiment, researchers in La Jolla observed the effects of cannabidiol on the behavior of alcohol and cocaine-addicted rats. And they concluded that the rats that got CBD treatments showed um, noticeably less impulsive behavior and were also significantly less likely to relapse five months later when given the opportunity. And, you know, CBD is already well known for being um, non-psychoactive, but uh, yet effective, you know, against anxiety, you know, it helps with reducing stress, like it, it helps uh, reduce seizures in epileptic patients, uh, you know, muscle and joint pain can be relieved thanks to it. And according to Healthline, uh, CBD can also help people with acne, fucking cancer related symptoms, you know, diabetes and even heart problems, yo. So if the results... um. Of similar studies confirm the findings of the Scripps researchers from La Jolla. It would mean that a whole new, um, you know, way of treating chemical dependence could soon be on the horizon, and and that's what's up. Like uh, I myself can vouch for the fact that that cannabis can help you quit a lot of other shit. Like uh, I quit drinking this year, and fucking uh, I just smoke trees now. I don't even, I don't even really fuck around with any kind of, you know intoxicants per se like i'm just 
pretty much strictly trees right now. Yeah, I'll have like a glass of wine or some shit, but I've been able to just wean myself off of anything else I may or may not have taken in the past and, and just stick to some good old medical marijuana and, and, and that shit work for me. So why shouldn't it work for other people, man? You dig? So, you know, um, I want to say thank you to Scripps Research Institute, you know, to cannabis and also to all the rats that's addicted to drugs over there taking CBDs in fucking La Jolla, California, yo. That's what's up, man. That's that's what's up. You dig? Alright. For the next story, we go to the great state of... Massachusetts. And as I'm sure you've already heard, the state of Massachusetts voted to legalize recreational marijuana at the end of 2016. And uh, that shit was supposed to go into effect in July, yo. And that's like less than 100 days. But um, it's not really going all that well over there in Massachusetts. So out of uh, the 351 municipalities... In the state, over half of them have banned cannabis businesses, uh, and that's not cool. And according to the Boston Globe, uh, people are, you know, saying, yeah, I want it legal, but I don't want it next door. And, okay. But fortunately, all but uh, 59 of those uh, bans um, put in, were put in place temporarily and are due to expire July 1st. Um but such an unwelcoming fucking cold business atmosphere is, is, is sure to, you know, lead to a disappointing start to, to the, the Massachusetts legal marijuana um, situation. Because, like, people are, are so negative about, about it. Like, it's not going to attract a lot of business, like, if that's your attitude. Um and it's already being estimated that um, the state probably will not reach the expected 40 to $80 million in tax revenue the first year, um, you know, because opening cannabis businesses is being impeded over there in Massachusetts. Not only by, you know, all these bans, but also by zoning laws and fucking high application fees and all different kind of shit. So, you know, cannabis users in Massachusetts just got to act responsibly and keep it chill and, and continue to spread awareness and promote the... You know, education on the topic, because fucking the truth is the truth, and that shit comes out in the end, man. Fuck all your propaganda, man, you dig. But, uh, I just feel like Massachusetts, yo, hang in there, marijuana supporters out there, you know, the hardest part's already behind you, and, and now it's just patience and fine-tuning and shit. You guys already fucking told the... the legislature what's up, what what you guys want, and, and, and yeah, they might keep putting up roadblocks and some bullshit, but sooner or later that shit's gonna, you know, just just emerge out the shadows. That's why I feel like it's it's inevitable. But one person who for sure disagrees with me is um Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who is the topic of our next story out of the nation's capital, Washington, DC. Fuck my joint went up. Hey, what happens, man? So, earlier this week, Sessions said that he wants to see the death penalty enforced for big-time uh, drug traffickers. 
Um, and that could even apply to some uh, marijuana cases. So as it stands right now, the feds um, can seek the death penalty if if there's extremely large amount of, of, of banned substances, right, being trafficked or sold. So, like, even if there's not a violent crime, prosecutors can still seek the death penalty if... You were caught having more than 60 kilograms of heroin, 600 grams of LSD, 24 kilograms of fentanyl, and 60,000 kilograms of cannabis. That's right, 60,000 kilograms. And that does seem like quite a lot, right? But there are some licensed, legal, fucking state legal... State licensed legal cannabis cultivators out there um, who have permission to grow more than 60,000 plants, meaning that theoretically they could one day face the fucking death penalty because they grow flowers, yo. What a great world we live in. Um, But apparently the Supreme Court has never upheld the death penalty in a crime that didn't involve death, which is great. But there's people doing life for weed all over the fucking place. And that is fucking just insane to me. And, um, you know, just the, the possibility of being executed for growing one of the world's most beneficial plants is is sure to have a fucking negative impact on, on cannabis business owners and, and, and proprietors, you dig? Um, and I guess that's probably the, the whole fucking point. Uh, it's probably Sessions fucking, you know, underlying agenda all along. But um, I personally doubt... You know, anybody's going to get fucking the death penalty if they're involved in some state-regulated cannabis operations. Um, but, you know, uh, Sessions is going to do everything he can to scare the shit out of as many of us as he can as long as they give him a microphone. So, you know, somebody turn that fucking microphone off. <laughs> um, and that's exactly, you know, why we as cannabis supporters have to band together um, as a giant cannabis community and stand, you know... Stand strong and stand up to the bullshit and, you know, that is fucking the the, the whole fucking pro- prohibition on marijuana, man. You dig? That shit's coming to an end and, and the, the establishment, you know, is, is, is definitely afraid because they see that it is coming to an end. So they're going to do everything they can to fuck shit up. But like I said before, the truth finna win, y'all. Um... You know, and since we're talking about cannabis communities and shit, uh, if you haven't heard about or checked out Smoke Network, um, there's some shit starting, man. Um, on April 20th, I think they're dropping a smoke coin. Uh, but right now, um, they're, they're, you know, building a community for cannabis users by cannabis users. And it's decentralized and blockchain based. So, you know... There's never going to be some bullshit where they're going to fucking uh, demonetize your content or, or you know, ban you or fucking, you know, pull your videos or not let you, you know, post what you want to post. Um, but it's this shit called Smoke Network and it's, you know, f- for smokers to, it's kind of like, you know, steam it, but it's, it's, it's focused on, on cannabis and uh, it's some shit that I would recommend people check out if they've never um, heard about it or seen it. It's called Smoke dot network um yeah i'm 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 all about it and i'm i think uh i'm gonna start posting content uh on there myself but uh yeah so go and check that shit out god damn it 
I always keep talking. These joints keep going out. Alrighty then. For the next story, we go to the great state of Nevada. Where, as you may have heard, you know, uh, they voted to legalize uh, recreational cannabis in 2016 as well. And although it wasn't all smooth sailing at the beginning, shit's turning out to be, you know, uh, shit's really turning out to be to be good right now. Um, they expected to make $13.6 million um, in the first several uh, seven months, but instead... Uh, they've made over $22.5 million, and that's almost twice as much, and that's what the fuck is up, you dig, and the marijuana tax in, in, um, Nevada, the way their law is written, it ends up in what is called Nevada's Rainy Day Fund, right, but one of their senators, uh, Tig Siegerblom is suggesting that the state start using this cash for educational programs instead. The um, Clark County uh, School District, where Vegas is at, um, alone has an estimated budget deficit of $60 million, said the senator. And um, he added that uh, Nevada's governor... uh, Brian Sandoval has the power to call a special election and change this allocation of funds without having to wait until 2019 when the Nevada legislature meets again. But um, dude doesn't think that that's important. The governor believes that uh, it's unnecessary um, to, to disrupt shit right now and that this issue can wait to be discussed in 2019. Um, all right, man. So. To me, this seems like a no-brainer, and I I understand that the rainy day fund is for, you know, state emergencies and shit, but having a $60 million budget deficit in your state's main school district, man, that shit sounds like a, a, you know, emergency to me. So I definitely agree with with Senator Siegerbaum on this one, and, uh, you know, if you live in Nevada, and see this issue being talked about, people like, you know, or if you see it going up for a vote or some shit, like, make sure you go out there and support it. Like, kids need weed money too, you dick. And um, for our final story of the week, we go to the West, nah, we go to the East Coast, to the state of Vermont, yo. That's what's up, yo. The 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 East Coast is is starting to turn green. I'm digging that, man. Um, so the cannabis scene continues to grow on both coasts, and we see you know more and more examples of cannabis consumption emerging from the shadows and and becoming mainstream. And that shit puts a smile on my face, man. Um, and that's exactly the case in Burlington, Vermont, where. A dude named Chef Andrew Lesturgeon operates uh, the now famous Monarch and the Milkweed Cafe. Dude must have been stoned making up that name and shit, yo. Hey, that's like, it's just a random ass fucking name. I guess there's probably a butterfly that landed on the milkweed and dude saw it and he was like, yo, this is dope. Anyway, not only is this fucking Monarch and the Milkweed Cafe... An upscale restaurant and a fancy pastry shop, you know, serving up 
creamy goat cheese tarts, lavender donuts, and all different kind of crazy shit. But the establishment is quickly making a name for itself with its CBD-infused desserts. And that's because um, Chef Le Sturgeon was wise enough to think outside the box and, you know, get with the times and add CBD-infused truffles to his already delicious menu. And then what happened is that shit became an instant hit. And now the cafe offers an abundance of different, you know, truffle options. Um, they all contain 20 milligrams of cannabidiol and they got flavors like vanilla bean strawberry and, um, you know, Andy's mints, uh, which is made with peppermint oil and real cocoa beans, like, and, and those are absolute bestsellers over there. And, uh, right now the restaurant estimates that over 12% of their business is CBD related and, um, that's only desserts like imagine what would happen if they started serving um infused entrees and shit and appetizers as well i don't know but like this story really illustrates how how innovative thinking and like embracing the truth you know about cannabis and and the the power of cannabis uh can benefit entrepreneurs and businesses of all kinds and shit like not just head shops and you know seed banks and dispensaries like like this dude runs a cafe on the east coast on layup at east side of town and and you know he puts cbds in in his desserts and people are fucking losing their mind that's what's up man that needs to happen you know everywhere but it really brings me joy to see this kind of stuff and and uh especially all the way out there in vermont not just the west coast um but i mean obviously i'm super stoked how the whole west coast is green now but it leads me to believe that you know america could really emerge out of all this bullshit sooner than later like fucking uh americans will begin you know reaping the countless benefits of this incredible plant from coast to coast before we know it i feel like and and i just want to give a a a shout out to you know andrew lesturgeon for having the balls to try something different and set a fucking fantastic example out there you know in vermont and 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 that's what the fuck is up y'all um that's it for this week's weed news for for april 1st you know, um, 2018, my name is Keith Preston, uh, and I just want to remind everybody, yo, do something, yo, whatever the fuck, man, smoke a joint with somebody, uh, uh, explain some shit to them, you know, how, how propaganda's bullshit, you dig, or fuck it, watch Reefer Madness with somebody that's against weed, and break that shit down together, you dig, do something, and if you need help getting started, you can go to KeithPreston.com and, and, and click Free the weed over there. Um, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you download your your smoking song. You know, featuring Mr. Gohard from Countless Racks Records, um, and and uh, the 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 Grow Bible and and your your free cookbook out there on on KeithPreston.com. Oh yeah, shit. And if you haven't already, yo, peep fucking uh, uh smoke network, yo. That just seems pretty dope. I don't know, man. Uh, let me know what y'all think. Um, this is Keith Preston. Join me again next time, and 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 that's what's up, y'all. Peace. Today. Oh.
Don't legalize weed, people. I'm in love with the leaf. Bitches be rolling all odds on me. Yeah. I'll try these, I don't need Vazine. DWI, I don't need ID. Smoke out of crash, no smoking for free. Blunts out of papes, yeah, they all burning me. Let's talk, more smoke, roll up the weed. California Kush, slow up the speed. Wake up and burn, smoke till I'm sleep. Competition blunt, smoke and compete. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling. You can smell it, it's that killer. We stay smoking, rolling. Left in that bong. <laughs>